the victors of our choices. And uh, sometimes as Christians, we, we have such a poor mindset. And we have a poor mindset for a number of reasons. It could be that we were brought up in an oppressive environment that made us believe very little about ourselves. Sometimes it's because uh, we believe false, untruth, unbiblical beliefs about ourselves and about our lives. And uh, what pains me as a leader, as a, someone who's responsible for educating, teaching, equipping people that God has entrusted me with that to do, is to see people viciously choose to live that way. And they viciously choose to live that way, and that viciousness becomes what is what makes them victims. And that victimization, that self-victimization, is what then leads them to their graves without ever really achieving their purpose in life. I want to encourage you. I want to implore you that you will never choose to live your life like that. No matter what life has thrown at you, no matter what sickness, what people say to you, do to you, what your bank balance speaks about you, what society thinks about you, that is not who you and I are. When we understand and know who we are according to God's word, and the Bible makes it clear, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And I want to encourage you and me to not think ever in that way. And whenever you catch yourself thinking like that, you get up, look at yourself in the mirror or turn your selfie phone on, flip the camera and say, that is not me. I will not live my life like that. Isn't that good? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't live your life like a victim. Now, Paul was in prison. Where was Paul? In prison. He's sitting in prison, perhaps in chains, eating gruel, living a very, very uncomfortable life, living perhaps completely bound by his circumstances, but in his mind, he was with Jesus. In his heart, he was concerned about the church. Even though he was perhaps confined with sweaty, stinking thieves and whoever else, his mind was on higher things. His vision of what he was seeing was looking into the future. And it is in this context that Paul pens a letter of encouragement to the church. He says, even though I am in prison in chains for believing the truth, standing up for who Jesus Christ is, 
I encourage you to know that God has given you access to Jesus Christ. And when you are in Christ, you are in heavenly places. And as we pick up in chapter 3, it's a glorious reminder of the, the glory and the mystery and what God has for each one of us as we live our lives every day. And I want to read the first few passages of Scripture from the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1. And this is what Paul says, When I think of all of this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles. He was being imprisoned because he was reaching out to the Gentiles. And he was in prison and he said, Assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. Remember, Jesus said, you will go and speak to the Gentiles. As I briefly, briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to this previous generation, but now by His Spirit, He has revealed it to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. How many of you would consider writing an encouraging epistle to people because of them you are now in prison? Most of us would be saying, if only I hadn't stood up for you, I wouldn't be in this predicament. If only I had just cared about myself, perhaps I would not be in this difficult, trying situation. But you know when God calls you and purposes you to fulfill your calling, there is always a price to pay. And unless we are willing to pay the price of the loss of our reputation, the loss of our finances, the loss of sometimes comfort and the inconveniences that, that push back and and the wrong things that people might say about you or think about you, those things that seek to imprison you. We have to choose every day to live beyond that. We have to choose every day to rise up from that and stand tall and say, I know that I am seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. And therefore I can say to you, you too can have the same. Amen. You can't have one discouraged person trying to lead another discouraged person. 
Have you ever heard, ever heard those conversations? How are you feeling? I'm feeling really down today. Well, you know what? Me too. I'm feeling really down. How down are you? Well, I'm about here. Well, you know what? I'm even lower than you. And it's that comparison of how low can we go because my life is worse than yours and maybe that's true. Maybe you are worse off than me. And we can exchange how bad we are or we can say, my God, we are having such a bad time. But you know what? There's hope. Because we are in Christ Jesus, I can look up and I know that God can pick me up out of my most trying and difficult circumstances. I may be pushed down, but I am not down. Amen. Because I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Paul constantly is reminding the Gentiles and the Jews to let them know where they are positioned in Christ. Because as soon as you understand where you are positioned in Christ, you can purposefully live your life on this earth. Now, what's the mystery that Paul talks about in these first few verses? The mystery, a mystery in the New Testament, it comes from the Greek word mysterion, is in the New Testament, something that had one time been hidden, but is now revealed to God's people. And so what is this revelation, this mystery that Paul is talking about? Perhaps you've read it very often and you've thought, Oh, Paul, Paul, there's a big mystery. What is that mystery? The Bible tells us that the mystery of God is the revelation of who Jesus is. That's the mystery that Paul was talking about. Paul for years persecuted Christians. He was against, he was the most anti-Christ person you could find in that area of the world around that time. But when the mystery of Jesus Christ was revealed to him, when he understood who Jesus was, his life was completely transformed. Have you had that revelation of the mystery of Christ in your life? Because if you have, you will live your life very, very, very differently. You will not allow society, people, challenges, anything to stop you from doing what God has purposed you to do. But the Bible tells us that the mystery of God is Jesus Christ. And my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You see, the closer we get to Jesus in our everyday walk, the closer we draw to Christ, the greater wisdom we have. The closer we draw to Jesus, the clearer we are able to see our life. It is so sad that people will make choices 
every Sunday morning to be somewhere else. Christians will make choices to opt out of coming together with God's people. We, every day of our lives, will choose to not connect with Jesus in some way because something else takes priority. When actually, when we come to Him, life becomes clearer. When we draw near to God, life becomes easier. And Paul is trying to get this. He says, because when you understand the mystery of Christ, he says, you become encouraged and you become one in, 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 in love. And he says, so that, what's the reason? So that you may have the full riches of complete understanding. In the book of Proverbs, it talks about pursuing wisdom. And who is wisdom? Wisdom is not a collection of, of letters in some self-help book. But wisdom is Jesus. When you have the mind of Christ, which is why the Bible encourages us to put on the mind of Christ, a intentional thing that you and I need to do don't put on the mind of this world, but put on the mind of Christ because when I do, I have access to godly wisdom. Amen? Wisdom is revealed to us in His Word because His Word reveals Christ Jesus. Christ reveals Himself through His Word. Amen? And the Message Bible helps us understand the mystery that Paul is talking about. And I'm going to read a little bit from there. As you read over what I've written to you, this is from the Message Bible, you will be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Spirit through His holy apostles and the prophets of this new order. What is the new order? The new outpouring of the Holy Spirit the New Testament church, the new establishing of God's body, the bride here on earth. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of Him all their lives stand on the same ground before God. So there is no excuse for anybody now to say, I don't know who Jesus is because this mystery has been revealed to all. And Paul was saying to you Jews who were looking forward to the Messiah and you realized that Jesus was the Messiah and so you began to follow Him and accept Him. For you Gentiles who had no understanding of God, who even, perhaps even didn't believe in God, now you too have an understanding of the mystery of God revealed to us in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so, for us today, living in everyday life, the mystery of God is revealed to us through Jesus Christ. And when we look at Christ, we are able to see God for who He is. And we come to the Father through Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, whoever has seen me, has seen the Father. And the Holy Spirit says, come, I will bring you 
into a clearer understanding of who Jesus is. And when you see Jesus, I see Father God. Amen. So you see how the Trinity works together in our lives to bring a revelation of who Jesus is so we can live our lives with clarity. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Spirit. The Holy Spirit works together. They get the same offer, the same help, the same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. As we look deeper down into Ephesians chapter 3, we come to verse 14 where Paul begins to pray for spiritual wisdom for the believers. And he says to them, when I think of all of this, what is all these things he's been talking about? He says, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious riches, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. What is it that we all need to understand without exclusion? All God's people. Are you God's people? Yes. Is somebody else in another church God's people? Is somebody else sitting at home disillusioned by church, refusing to come to church, God's people? Yes. yes. As all God's people should understand what should they understand? Oh, how wide. Everybody say, how wide. How wide. No, no, no. How wide. how wide. Use your hands. How wide. How long? How high? How deep is his love for me? Amen. What is it? It's wide. It's long. It's high. And it's deep. He covers every base. It's a complete 360 expression of the love of God. Not a 180, not a 90 degree but a complete 360 expression of God's love. And so you want to go to the depths of nothingness? God is there with you. You want to think, oh, I'm so great. and Well, God's up there as well. His love is there for you. You want to pull away from somebody? I'm getting as far away as I can from you. God's love is still with you there. You cannot outrun you cannot escape, you cannot hide, and you cannot fly away from God's love for you. Amen? That's the grace of God. God's riches at Christ's expense. Now what's the purpose of us understanding what God's love is for us? May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes 
from God. When we begin to understand God's love for us, when we begin to stand the depth and the heights and the width and the breadth of God's love for us wretched sinners, and that how He loves us and accepts us no matter where we are and what we're going through, it empowers us. He says that you will then be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Listen, if you are struggling in life relating to people, if you are struggling with insecurities as we all do, it's because we haven't quite understood that my security does not come from material or from personal relationships, but my security must be anchored in this love of God. And so you can reject me as much as you like, but I'm not going to get hurt. You know, sensitive people, I mean, it's good to be sensitive in a positive way, but when we're sensitive in a negative way, which is kind of the touch-me-not, you know the touch-me-not plant? I used to love it in school. How many of you played with it? Yeah. It was just something, I mean, a plant that closes up. And I wonder what that plant thought. Stop, 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 stop. I don't want to keep closing every, every school child touching that plant. And every school garden had a touch-me-not. Do you know about those touch-me-not plants? If you don't, go to your school and look for them. And, and you, you touch the leaf and it just goes, Ooh, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. And sometimes in church, we, we, we have those touch-me-nots and it's just leave me alone. And you know what? That poor touch-me-not doesn't understand how much God loves them. Oh, but you touched me and you hurt me. Yes, people are going to hurt you. But God's love is more than enough for you. Amen? Just understand, we are all chipped, broken people. And so some of my rough edges are going to rub up against you and they're going to go, ouch! And some of your rough edges are going to rub up against me and I'm going to go, God, that hurt. But you know what? God's love is more than sufficient. So when I see you in your rough edges, I see you covered with the love of God. When you see me, look at me and say, hey, he's a rough diamond, but in the making. <laughs> Amen? He's going to come shining through eventually as we believe. You know, I have this saying, if I can see the best in you, I can deal with the worst of you. Isn't that good? If I can see the best in you, I can deal with all the other crazy stuff that you might do. That's how marriages succeed. You think my wife and I are perfect? Well, I think I am. That's the starting point for, you know, a terrible marriage. But it's we understand that. You think we don't uh, rub up against each other every day? I hurt her, she hurts me, but you know what? We've learned. Jesus is enough. I don't know what he said. I don't want to hear it right now. Don't break my flow. 
Now, when we understand God's love for us, when, when, when we begin to live our lives from that wholeness and fullness, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes not from people, but from God. You see, many of us feed off the affirmation of people. Hey, you're doing so well. Really, I'm doing... And we need that affirmation. By God, we can't walk around telling everyone how horrible they are, okay? You know, hey, good morning. Welcome to life on Sunday. You, your makeup is crazy today, man. Why don't you take it off and come back right in? And gosh, Sam, you could have had a better shave. What have you done? No, I mean, I might not like his style of beard, but do you know what? No, 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 no. We are made complete. And we are made whole in Christ Jesus. And it empowers us. And it's the fullness of life. And this power comes from God. Inasmuch as people can encourage us, and even Paul, even though he's writing a letter of encouragement, it's not about him. He's not saying, look guys, I can lift you up. Look guys, you know, I've got the box, I can help you out. Look guys, I'm so great. No, he's saying, I'm in a horrible place. But look to Jesus Christ who can lift you up. I feel so unloved right now. I'm being beaten every day in prison. But hey guys, you out there know God's love is so great that you don't need, to, you don't need people to affirm you. And as much as it's nice to be affirmed, seek your affirmation from God the Father. Amen. And so he prays this prayer. And that must be our prayer for each one of us. That must be the prayer for us as we live our lives. Now, all the glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work in us. Oh, come on. Paul is just ratcheting it up. Hmm? He goes from the mushy love of God and now he's talking about the energia, the grace and the power of God within us. And he says, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or come on. And you're sitting here thinking, my life's coming to an end. I'm not sure how I'm going to make it through this month. And Paul's saying, whoa, through his mighty power at work in you. Understand God's mighty power. The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells within you. And if you can open up your spiritual vista to understand where you are and what God is doing within you, then no matter what you're going through, God is going to work in you to bring you through to where He needs you to be. Amen. And through His mighty power at work within us, what's the purpose of the working within us? To accomplish infinitely more than you could ever ask or imagine. Amen. So when you feel like life is boxing you in, when you begin to think victim, poor thoughts about yourself, as we all are tempted to and very often give in to them, 
Know that there is a power that can work within you that is of God, from God, that can enable you to accomplish much more than the poor thinking, stinking thinking of yours. Amen. As children, we need to know that. As adults, we need to learn that. Glory to Him in the church and Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. I mean, I don't know how many of us could write such encouraging words sitting in an inconvenient place. I don't know if I could. How many of you could WhatsApp an encouraging message to somebody while you're having your toenails ripped out because you're being tortured for Jesus Christ? Huh? How many of us could send a 10 smiley faces to somebody who's feeling down when we feel like all of life is going wrong? Paul did. What was so unique about Paul? Was there something special about him? I don't think there was anything unique about Paul. But I think it was about the experience that Paul had. Because everything he says goes back to the revelation of Jesus Christ in his life. You with me? It was not experiences of, I heard somebody else testify of who Jesus is, and I'm so encouraged by that. No, it's I had a personal revelation of Jesus, and out of that, I'm able to tell you what Jesus can do for you. Amen? I want to encourage us to live our lives with that wealth, the riches, and the glory, and the glorious things that God has for us through His Word. And for each one of us to have this clear understanding of how Jesus Christ works in us and through us by His Holy Spirit.